Listen closely, people. In this episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast, we share breaking ooze that will chegg Bill's life. Now listen to the episode and you'll figure out what I meant by that. Also, I offer a lawn chair visual that you will want to forget. And we share some of our beliefs and ask you to check your own beliefs and see how well they line up. Welcome, everybody, to the Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest-running sales training podcast and sales training podcast history. I'm Brian Neal. I'm Bill Kasky. And we are here every week for your listening enjoyment and your personal growth. We're glad you're here. I was in my studio at home last night, Bill, and my kids just about have it down, the old Do intro. They? Yeah, Do my they? seventh grade son thinks he's got it just about down. Not quite. Uh, now, we've got close. a surprise for our listeners next week. Yeah, we do. Is it next week? Okay, yeah, next, that's week. next week. We're going to be yeah, doing a little surprise fun. from one of Brian's yeah, friends. One of my friends. He's, He's former really friends. excited. Former friends. I'm going to be their former friends when I call them out. <laughs> that's true. Uh, we just got some breaking news, by the way, Bill, didn't we? We got well, breaking news. We do have some breaking news, but before we do oh. that, I want to tell you and tell our yeah, listeners please. that today's podcast is brought to all of us by PandaDoc. If you need help creating beautiful sales proposals, visit pandadoc.com forward slash ASP to download your free copy of Elements of a Winning Sales Proposal. And also, Outreach.io. You can go to Outreach.io slash ASP to learn more about how to make your sales team a revenue-driving building machine. So that's Outreach.io slash ASP. You were having a very frustrated moment before we uh, came on and turned the mics on on air, weren't you? But I'm much calmer now that I you know are. what we know. Well, about a month ago, I noticed that on my MacBook <laughs> Pro, the N key didn't work so well. I would have to, you know, tap it a couple of times. Like and when November you, in. Yeah, right? when you in. when you type it a couple of times, then <laughs> then it goes in and in and in. So okay, so then you're re- erasing. So this whole notion of a key being stuck, it doesn't sound like much to you in the th- in the third world. It doesn't sound like much. <laughs> N key stuck, but. Do you know how many words have N in them? Most of them. Most, almost, I think every one. Give well, me it, one that doesn't. It's one. Bill. Okay, Bill doesn't. It's one of the, uh, you know, on Wheel of Fortune, it's one of the five it's letters they the, give you, right? R-S-T-L-N-N-E. There's a reason. It's on almost all words. And so I was hammering away while Brian was trying to record some things, and I was hammering, and now it's to the point where I have to literally get a pickaxe and and jam it to get the end to work. And I just found out... Curse words, too, over there. I was. I don't usually do that. No. Before we went on the air, you might have even heard it in the lead up, Travis found out that my keyboard is good for an update. So Cheers. I can get a brand new keyboard Recall. to fix that problem. Recall. It's good. So Travis goes and takes your computer at lunch, right? Over to the Apple store, sit Could in the be. Genius Bar. He'll never leave, but congratulations. Thank you. I that was your better. pet peeve? That was my pet peeve. I don't know if I can top in, that one. In keys that don't work. In keys that don't work. What is yours? Well, my, mine's going on right now, and it's a little controversial because they're... Um, so I'm a fan of growing cities and things like... We live in Indianapolis, Indiana, and they're putting in a new bus line, a dedicated bus line, until people get from the northern suburbs to downtown, which I think is wonderful. We have a bus system that runs around most of that area. It doesn't cover it all the way, but they're tearing up a very, very... A uh, wonderful street with lots of restaurants on it. It's heavily traveled, and it's right by my house. And they're basically taking one out of two lanes and, and making a dedicated bus lane. They've got the entire uh, street torn up. And I just, I'm going to go out there and sit in a lawn chair 
like a 1970s lawn chair. You know what I'm talking about with little with the the final straps. Exactly. And I'm going to count how many people are on this bus for a year. There better be a lot of people. It better be like, you know, the there's Japanese no buses where they're smashing people in. Yeah, there's it better no look like that or I'm going to I'm going to blow a gasket. Yeah. Um, it's just the traffic and everything. My daughter got in a car accident. Not, not well, it's a that. narrow it's road for very four lanes. Road. There's yes. par- are they taking parking off? Everything. You got to drive down there. See, I tell you to drive down there, but well, I would never tell, tell my worst to. enemy because yeah, okay. it's so torn up and it's so bad. Do, and the, the restaurants and the, and the, the bars and things are along that. Man. Yeah. Killing me. So I All hope right. I'm. I hope I'm wrong. I hope the thing is packed. I hope we have to build another one. That there are so many people. Let's shut the whole street down if it works. I hope. So it let works. me see if I understand your commitment. Then every day <laughs> you're, you're, here. you're going to be out there. Yep. Sleep, you know, rain, snow. Yep. I'm going to be. be and I'm okay. have. Uh, Tell me what cut off block. Fifty <laughs> fourth and College in Indianapolis, Indiana. I'll have cut off jean shorts and no shirt on. <laughs> oh God. And I'll have uh, a trucker hat, and I'll have a cigarette. And I don't smoke, but I'll have a cigarette hanging out of my. Uh, Travis, can you be get some video? A, get some yeah. video working. That won't happen. Or we can do a time lapse for the whole year. <laughs> See how quick. It is. I'm telling you. Okay. All right. Topic, Topic today is uh, a little bit different, and you know we've talked on here a lot about personal branding. Yep. We've had some programs that we've run. We've uh, we talked a little bit with Brian Gray about that. There's just been a lot of, and, and it seems like every time we have an episode about it, people really like it. Yeah. And one of the things I was reading the other day about personal branding was to be really effective at branding yourself, you have to know what, what do you believe in. So, yeah. for example, the Advanced Selling Podcast, we have a brand. And we've nearly never talked about what do we believe in about the world as it concerns our listeners. Mm-hmm. And so we want to go through a handful of those today. Number one, it forced us to think, well, what do we believe about sales, about achievement, about our listeners, about, about your potential as a listener? And so it helped us to kind of crystallize some of that. So we want to share with you a handful each. Uh, th- yeah, this, this is, I think, in the preparation for this topic... This was a very, very good, thoughtful <laughs> topic. So uh, before we get into our suggestions, I've got three. You have four over there. Before we get there, I want to tell you about a little message from our friends at Outreach.io. Ever feel like you can't really connect with prospects or have an organized workflow to get deals closed? Outreach.io, the leading sales engagement platform, supports sales reps and their managers by making it simple to humanize and personalize communication at scale automating the soul-sucking manual work and dramatically increasing the productivity and efficiency of all revenue-generating teams. You can check them out at outreach.io slash advanced selling podcast, outreach.io slash advanced selling podcast to chat with them and receive a free copy of their new book. That's outreach.io forward slash advanced selling podcast. Good. So you want to go first on yours? I will. And I, we, we, we kind of uh, bantered about this a little bit. I want to make sure I did the exercise right. So, But we just said, let's just go for it and see what we get. So yeah. these are things that I believe about the, the market. I believe about all of us in sales. And so you, the listener, will listen and say, yeah, I think I, I, I have that belief. Or you might hear this and go, boy, I don't have that belief, but I probably should. That would be kind of a takeaway from this one. So first one I wrote down, I got a little like uh, thoughtful in these, mm-hmm. I think, is that uh, I believe everybody wants to make a difference. I believe everybody wants to make a difference. And I don't mean that necessarily like that I, everyone wants to save the world or clean up the oceans or keep straws out of the sea turtles' noses and all the, the, those causal things. I'm talking about just in general. You just want to make a difference. It could be a difference in your territory. It could be a difference in your 
uh, family's income. It could be a difference in your uh, customer's quarter. It doesn't matter, but everybody wants to think and believe they're doing a good job and making a difference. And I believe that to be true. And I think sometimes we get that whole idea of making a difference gets clouded in the pressure of things yeah. that don't align with that, yeah. right? And so I don't feel like I'm making a difference if I don't make my number or if I have a really hard stretch quota or something like that. So I'm, I encourage everyone, you, you can make a difference all day, every day in little bitty, little bitty ways. Whether or not your numbers and your scoreboard show it, that doesn't matter. That'll take care of itself over time. But if you run around the countryside trying to make a difference with the individuals you're speaking with, you will win in the end. That's uh, that's really good and probably a topic that uh, warrants its own episode. Yeah. Really, that's a big Intention. that's a big topic. I wrote down as you were yeah. talking. I wrote down. We all want to contribute. We want mm. to contribute our wisdom, our expertise, our stories, ourselves, our time. We want to contribute to a cause bigger than ourselves. And so that's what you're talking a little, a little bit about there yeah. is making a difference in someone else's life. Yes. Uh, you know, you've been involved in charities, as have I, and you know it's it's nice when someone says to you, "Hey, you know what? What you said last week really made a difference for me." And we just sometimes we don't hear that. All we hear is, "Hey, you're behind on your quota this month." Yeah, exactly. And so we exactly. need to. It, if we're hearing that message all the time, we've got to be the custodians of our own mind yes. and beliefs and, and values, and make sure that that gets in. That's a good one. I like hey, that. Man. Hey, before we get to our next one, if uh, you need help creating beautiful sales proposals and quotes, you can call on PandaDoc. You can look like a billion-dollar business without spending like one. You can create, send, track, and e-sign stunning, and I do mean stunning, interactive sales documents in mere minutes with their proposal software. You can try it free for 14 days. If you use the ASP acronym, go to pandadoc.com forward slash ASP. And while you're there, download your free copy of Elements of a Winning Sales Proposal. It's an ebook that uh, they actually had, but we suggested if they were going to be a partner of ours that we wanted something to give away to you, the listener. So that's what they've uh, decided to do. And it's a really good little ebook, pandadoc.com forward slash ASP to get a copy of that. I've got one here, which a uh, little similar. And, and these do cause you to think a little deeper, I think. So that's good. Yeah. There's only one thing between you and exponential success, and that's you. Oh. And I think sometimes when I say, what's, what's in between you and great success or tripling your income or whatever that success looks like for you, I think we will naturally gravitate toward, well, I need a better this, I need a better that, I need a quicker this, I need a better Mac, I need an end key that doesn't stick. I, I need all these things. And really, it's all you and I. Yes. So a lot of times on this podcast, we will talk about tactics and give you practical advice, but the thing separating between you using it and just hearing it is your courage and commitment and ability to try things. So I think this, we don't talk about that enough probably, which is just, we are our own biggest enemies. Mm, always. And if we want to dramatically improve our life circumstances or business circumstances, we've got to look inside first and then look outside. Maybe we do need a faster computer, but maybe we're jacking it up somehow internally and we're just not able to live fully and, and express ourselves fully. Yes, there's no doubt about that. The good thing is, too, you're your own worst enemy. You're also your own best ally. It flips the other way, too. You you have the ability and in the, in the, all the tools that you're ready. You just got to figure out you know which side of the fence you want to play on. Yeah. I had someone the other day, and I, I used to get really uh, pissy about this when I'd hear this, but I was demonstrating some work that I teach other people to do, and I got lucky on a kind of a connection thing. 
And she said, well, that's easy for you because you're famous. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. She goes, well, you, you know, you do this, you have the podcast and all these LinkedIn connections. I'm like, we didn't have anything. I didn't have anything. Didn't have any of this stuff. Yeah. We didn't have the podcast. We didn't have LinkedIn. What we did to grow the podcast and the LinkedIn tribe was exactly what I was trying to teach her to do from the, just a different starting place. Um, but that's what people want to do. They want to make an excuse in their own mind why someone else has something that they don't. That's a limiting belief. Drives me crazy. It's good. Yeah. So anyway. Okay. My next one is uh, I believe you want to be yourself. I believe that you want to be yourself, and I believe that in most cases you feel like you can't be yourself, that you have to be someone else and act a certain way because of your role or the way your company wants you to be or things like that. And uh, there is no doubt in my mind that once you – and we all play the mask to some degree. All of us do and continue to. And we hopefully can chisel away with it over time. Once you can be you and just you are who you are and you're not trying to be another person or act like another person or sound like another person or perform like another person, you're free. You're good to go. You have nothing to worry about any longer. And it's a really, really hard thing to do. And I think in the sales role, we get so much coming at us that tells us to be a certain way. Yeah. You got to make this many calls. You got to do this. You got to ask for the order. You got to be this way. You got to shake hands. You got to build rapport. You got to, you know, all this stuff comes in like, well, I've got to be all this way. All, a lot of which might not be authentic to who you really are. So once you learn to let that go and just be you, all the pressure comes off. doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. good. And yet there's a, a certain vulnerability in that too. Who is the Michael Gervais? He's the, uh, I think I've mentioned mm-hmm. him on the podcast before. He has a business with Pete Carroll, the coach of the Seattle oh, yeah. uh, Seahawks, and they have a business together. And it's a it's an organizational training business that they go into Microsoft and some of these large companies out West. Mm. And one of the first things they talk about is who are you? Mm. Who are you really? Not just who is the persona or the badge or the, the armor that you want people to see, but what's deeper. Yes. And he says, until we really understand who these people are that we're in front of, or until they understand, yeah. it's hard for you to just say, be yourself. I don't know who myself is. Right. <laughs> I really don't. If I've been you know, practicing uh, in the corporate world for 20, 30, 40 years, and I've been wearing the suits and the nooses and everything, and I'm, I'm, I've been so conditioned to be a certain way, yeah. what if I don't know who I am? Right. You probably don't. I probably don't. You probably don't. And so when you and I come along and say, hey, just be yourself, okay, that would be easy if we knew who we were. Totally. So um, That's deep. That is deep. Man. It's way too deep. Need to dim the lights in here, burn some incense. <laughs> See, incense has two ends in it. I would never be able to spell that to order it online or search for it. Wait till you hear how I typed my lead in. I think it's funny. I hope the listeners do. Okay. Anyway, is my turn? Are you, uh, I you think go? it's my turn. Oh, yeah, go, please. Uh, I've got an acronym here, and you oh. know how I love acronyms. Is there an the N in acro- it? <laughs> There's not. The acronym is nor, N-N-O-N. Nor is None. there a vowel. Is there a vowel in it? So it's it's S-C-C-R. Sucker. 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 Sucker, oh, yeah. I like to say. Sucker. And it is a formula okay. that I think each one of our listeners can learn from and my belief is that if you embrace this, you'll, uh, things will get better. Number one, the S is for skills. Yeah. The C, the first C is for clarity. Mm-hmm. The third C is for confidence. So skills lead to clarity, which leads to confidence, which mm. leads to the results. Yeah. So, um, and the clarity thing is really, I, I've been working with my clients a lot on that. And that, that whole notion of 
if we don't have confidence in something in ourselves, or maybe maybe you have confidence when you're making a one-to-one call, but when you stand in front of a group, yeah, things change. You yeah, get totally. a little awkward and anxious. If you don't have confidence, it always gets back to clarity. It doesn't get back to some kind of magical charisma. Like when I watch you work, Brian, in front of groups, there's a you have a magic and a charisma to you, and, and you can get up. Now, I know that also sometimes there's butterflies in your stomach. Always. But you have the ability to do that because you're crystal clear about your message, yeah. about what role you play, about who you are and who you aren't. And I think if we have trouble with confidence, a lot of times it gets back to, we're just not clear. Once we get clear, then even if the clarity is, I don't care if they buy from me or not, I'm here to provide a service or generate value, you can be clear about your outcome too. And when we're not clear, I think we get a little tenuous and we yes. get a little trembly. Yes. Stand for things. It's just what you stand for. Then you don't have to think about it, worry about it anymore. Yeah. It just comes from inside. Yeah, you don't have to. They'll either be attracted to it or repelled exactly. by it. Yes. Yeah. And when everyone's trying to like say the right thing at the right time all the time, you're not being yourself and all that other jazz and it blows up. What about you. power? What about slide number seven? <laughs> should that be before eight or after eight? Oh, geez. Should that be font? What font should that be? Anyway, I have a client, um, uh, also, well, a client and my wife who they're actually doing that today and they're doing a uh, presentation in front of 50 people, a sales call in front of 50 people. And she was really nervous about it. And one of the reasons is number one, it's a new slide deck. Confidence wasn't there, so she didn't know she didn't have clarity. Mm-hmm. And number two, she's better one-on-one selling than she is in front of a group. And so, as she worked through it yesterday, and I talked to her last night, this morning, she's good to go now she's because good. Yeah, she got clarity. Clear. She's yeah. Very clear on what she's going to do, what her role is, how she's going to do it. Uh, got some help from some team members. It's like really good. But oh, I think that so part of that secret too is when you're unclear, sometimes you need another human there to yes. help you walk yes. through it, or at least yes. they they could not say anything which I'm sure wasn't the case with you. <laughs> but they could not say anything. Just just the idea of having another human there to kind of walk through and listen yeah. listen to me would be yeah. very helpful. That's yes, good. for sure. Uh, my last one is I believe that um, all people want to be relevant in life. And if you've chosen this wonderful profession of selling, you want to maintain your relevance. And if you look around and pay attention, it might start to feel like salespeople can quickly become irrelevant and or extinct down the road. Now we had the draft, the NFL draft was this weekend, and you know what they call the last person drafted in the draft. They, you don't know this? Mm-hmm. No, they call him Mr. Irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a player, so there's the last player picked at the mm-hmm. end of round six or seven, however many rounds they do these days. And that person is called Mr. Irrelevant. And they actually give a prize <laughs> to him and stuff and a t-shirt. A and they have another Mr. Irrelevant. Um uh, and you know the, the odds of making the team, you know that they, they, they track that and all that jazz. Nobody wants to be Mister Irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Um, you, as a salesperson, want to be relevant. If you watch what's going on in the marketplace, if you look at the all the the data that says that the sales process is being sh- uh, shortened because people are researching before they get to you and all this other jazz, you can start to feel like, well, what role do I play? You know, if they've already yeah. made their mind yeah. up before I get to me, what role am I playing? And then when you take real big thinkers and you think about AI and artificial intelligence getting in the way, there's going to be able, at some point, a computer's going to be able to interact with a buyer and ask questions along the way that doesn't require a human. I still believe there has to be, at some point, a human being involved. Mm-hmm. And so I believe you want to stay relevant. You have to figure out how what, what that, that looks that like is. for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have to bring uh, expertise and value and knowledge outside of what you do, in my opinion, to stay and remain relevant. That will never go away. That's about you finding things and communicating and translating them 
uh, in a way that a computer can't, uh, that will make you super, super valuable and very relevant to the people that you call on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, my final one here is is a little bit of a curveball. It's a little weird. Okay. And that is, I want you, we want you to believe in our audience that less is more, mm. meaning less work, less number, fewer number of hours worked might yield more revenue. And you have to have the belief that if I want to grow my income by, let's just say, 50% over the next couple of years, whatever the number is for you, working 50% more hours doesn't work. It just, it just can't work. No. You'll, you'll burn out or something will give or something will happen or you just, there's no hours left. So you have to believe that, that you can work less and get more accomplished. And until you believe that, then you will be buying in to the old algorithm of if I want to make 50% more, I've got to work 50% harder. Yes, exactly. So I think there's a, there's a whole bunch beneath that. But I think if you buy into that notion of, you know what, maybe I can work less and make more, or maybe I can work the same and make significantly more, if you believe that, and I believe that about you. I know that it's possible for you. I, yes. I, don't, I don't know you personally, but I know it's possible because of the number of people that we've helped do that. No, no doubt. So. No doubt. That's it. We uh, hope you enjoyed this episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast. Go to the LinkedIn group, linkedin.com slash advanced selling podcast, or just search for it in your LinkedIn, um, your LinkedIn profile there, and we'd love to have you there. We're clo- closing in on 11,000 members there, and Bill and I are going to start to put uh, some banter up there for you. So make sure you're part of the LinkedIn group. And if you haven't done so already, he wants to come visit you, go to your sales meeting, sales launch, anything like that. We'd love to do that. Just send us an email. Come see us. Put that in the subject line. And we'll call you and chat through um, what the details of that look like. That's it. See you next time on the Event Selling Podcast. Bye.